on dispensers of pets, poking out at the cons, renaissance fests, watch animate chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a trekking, <laughs> sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Listen up, fanboys. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. And here's your host, my special friend, Derek McCaw. Thank you. I'm Derek McCaw, chief of fanboyplanet.com. This is the Fanboy Planet Podcast on May 12th. 2010 podcasting from Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. Come by and see us sometime. Come by. Absolutely. This week we are brought to you by Crackpot Comics, which is a film made by uh, one of our podcasters here, Lon Lopez, written and directed and produced by Lon Lopez. We'll be uh, having a public screening May 22nd at... Uh, Blue Light Cinemas at 2 p.m. So check out crackpotcomics.com for I've more information. I've seen that movie, and I endorse it highly. Well, we've seen it. Uh, and You're in it. And you can stop by the store and pick up tickets. But, of course, I'm not the only one here. Uh, with me, of course, my fabulous announcer, my special friend and gum chewer. Uh, wait, we're getting a message. Just, 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 just in. Oh, uh, Lon Lopez. All right. And at the other end of the table, uh, not whispering in anyone's ear right now. No, but I've pledged to be as quiet as a church mouse. Michael Goodson. He's shouted to Yeah, mic. and no one knows what a church mouse is anymore. And across the table from me. I'm all done ear whispering. I'm Moral Rick Compass, Snyder. Yes. Yeah. 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 Moral Podcast Compass. And, uh, and moral Compass yeah. and all that blah, blah, blah. Shh. Thank you. So we've got a lot of comics news, a lot of movie news, some TV news. The biggest thing I think this week uh, that affects the, I don't know if it say affects the industry. Oh, but, it certainly does. But has to be, we have to mark the passing, is that uh, a giant of illustration, both as a and cover part. I know. I was getting there as okay. a cover painter and as a comics artist in the 40s and 50s, and it has come back full circle. And a drawer of like hot as women, right? Image, Alien com- women. Image Comics has started a line of titles based on characters in his paintings, Frank Frazetta passed away at the age of 82 this mm-hmm. week on Monday uh, after a l- long, long illness and uh, I would say in and out, honestly, a uh, uh, battle with dementia Yeah, and just after resolving several legal issues with his family, which is just really bizarre. I mean, among his heirs. Among his heirs. Yeah. Well, his, his they wife all wanted and his, his money. Well, he didn't have a problem with them. They had problems with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted to. It was about whether or not they could sell his paintings. He did not want to sell them. He had created a private museum, mm. and uh, it got so so crazy that at Where one point, is that museum? Uh, well, somewhere in the southeast. Okay. Do you think he painted disparaging like illustrations of them too? No, I don't like think fighting. He was capable. No, oh, um, okay. no, but because uh, I would. At one point, it got so bad that his. <laughs> One of his sons actually uh, got a backhoe and broke into the back of the museum, just ripped out the back wall and to steal some paintings. And so, what? It's a really bizarre story. Yeah. And, wow! Thanks, kids. And it might make an interesting TV movie someday on Sci-Fi. <laughs> Could you imagine the poster for that? And when I say might make, I mean that Sci-Fi will screw it up. But yes, it, yeah. it would have been an interesting true life. Frazetta will have been an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, no, it'll be like one of the Mongolian moon rocks. Mongolian worms or whatever. Did you read yeah. that story? Be a bunch no. of guys, bird guys. 
Yeah. So, um, anyway, um, so uh, anyway, he did pass this week, and we have to acknowledge that. There's a good uh, memorial by uh, Chris Garcia, who is not with us tonight. but Actually, uh, very well written. I thought I was I'd like su- to say surprised. Very well edited. <laughs> and, I, I, and I suspect as much, yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I cut out the references to Rob Liefeld. Thought yeah, that was bad. So um, he did not put references to Rob <laughs> he Liefeld. Did. He did, um, but we'll talk about that at dinner. Did Frank uh, Frazetta do the uh, Chevy Chase National Lampoon Vacation? No, poster? Boris Vallejo. Uh, I always get them was, confused. Well, but Boris Vallejo was very heavily influenced by uh, uh, Frazetta. Yep. Frazetta, of course, did was uh, probably most famous for his Conan, Conan covers right? and yeah. kind of creating the image of Conan that we have today. Also, I mean, before that, even um, well, I mean. You, They're both you're going to go over the history of it, right? Well, I mean, there's an article on uh, on Van Boy Planet people can okay. go to. But, I mean, in comics, he, he did uh, Buck Rogers in comics. He did uh, – this is very obscure. But, man, talk about if you have the DC archives of the Seven Soldiers of Victory, right. he did The Shining, Shining Knight. Knight. So, I mean, I think the, 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 the rare comics appearances that he had, really, they, they haven't been gathered up that much. Yeah. And, uh, and he did uh, Little Annie Fanny. Uh, yes, he was the ghost and artist on that. he uh, did Little Abner. Yes, he ghosted Little Abner in the 40s, so I'm not sure. Did he do another Lil to, for the Lil trifecta? Uh, I am not sure if that, oh. if that if his run on Little Abner has been gathered up yet by Fantagraphics or not. I know they're in the midst of a, re, of a reprinting yeah. project, but I'm not sure where they are. So um, there's a lot of... And probably he was art. he was fairly responsible for the success of Eerie and Creepy magazines mm-hmm. in the early days with doing the covers for like the first ten mm-hmm. issues of each. What's that uh, one he did? I don't know if it's over in the books over there, but uh, it's like the one, and this is going to sound lame, but the guy on the horse with Death the Death Dealer. Death. Wow. Okay, you guys knew exactly what I was talking. <laughs> it's a about. famous yeah, yeah. painting. It's That's a very famous painting, Death Dealer. And then, was that and just an original, or was that for yeah, a it's book? It's just or? a painting he did. Yeah. He did a lot of just. A lot of them ended up on Bantam book uh, covers and uh, Ballantine book covers, Conan's uh, Lancer. Because I think it's really funny, like in the image, um, in, in these image books where they've hired somebody to write a story to go with the painting, there's like a, I think it is even a creepy, it is a cover for creepy with Dracula versus the Wolfman that was Actually, based. Actually, no, where that came from was a science fiction book club. Club collection of Dracula and Frankenstein. Okay, in one volume. Okay, because I saw somewhere a cover that looked like that was similar. Yeah, where it was where it was a vampire versus a werewolf, and they said, and in here, vampire versus werewolf, like the story had already been written, and they were creating a, lot a whole of his new stuff story. Appeared on uh, SF Book Club uh, editions. So I, they're they're world's best sci-fi of the year. Mm-hmm, kind of and stuff. and one that uh, Chris kind of left out, but he did a fantastic set of covers for the uh, John Carter Mars series as yeah. well. Uh, and uh, Chris kind of omitted that, but it's like eleven of them. But and the, just beautiful there's stuff. Eleven books, yeah. yeah. It, it's um, I, I mean, it's easy to overlook one or uh, one thing or another because it was just so much that that guy did in the latter half of the 20th century. Uh, there's also a link if you want. There's a good documentary uh, made with his cooperation called uh, "Painting with Fire." So we have a link to that on Fanboy Planet if you want to uh, pick that up. And his movie Fire and Ice that was done with uh, Rob Bashi. Rob Bashi. Oh, I, did, I saw that when I was a kid. Yeah. Just was pretty a good. Lot. Just yeah. a lot of stuff. So, you know, it just doesn't stop. So, I mean, his impact will be felt for a long time. And it clearly influenced a lot of a lot of artists, including uh, Jimmy Palmiotti, who mostly an inker and a writer, but definitely uh, he, on his blog this week, talked about meeting Frank Frazetta and Frazetta giving him tips on, on brushwork and how nice. to paint. And so, yeah. you know, quite a big influence. So let's talk about comics that are going on right now. Um, so uh, this week is the return of Bruce Wayne begins 
Again. Here again. Ooh, it doesn't say maybe. it on that book. Uh, and do you know that there's also going to be a Grant Morrison, I think it's a two-issue miniseries, uh, that will be explaining what really happened between Batman Rest in Peace and the end of Final Crisis. Really? <laughs> so we're going to have the third version like, of Batman's death. It's like death. one of those movies where you're going to watch a third angle. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. Vantage uh, point. But uh, I, I, uh, Chris Sprouse is illustrating this, this first issue with Caveman Batman. And <laughs> no real... Well, it's not really Caveman Batman. I, I just love that when you say that, it's... Just makes me think of Captain Caveman. So, and he goes, <laughs> Captain <laughs> Batman. Uh, so, um, oh, did we disturb a child? I, I, the whole place. Everybody we, looked at you. Uh, did we disturb Anna? Um, so, um, anyway, uh, Chris Pross is doing the art, and I don't. I, did you get a chance to look at it or read it? I. I thumb through it, it looked very sparse on uh, words. A lot of images. Well, they are cavemen. Yes, I didn't expect <laughs> the caveman soliloquy was quite moving. Have you not seen oh. Quest for Fire? Yeah. I, I am a little unclear if I can say as to like it's uh, they imply that they're not speaking that Bruce Wayne is not speaking the same language and yet there is a moment where there is a, a, a cave dweller whose name is basically translates as Joker and he recognizes that and nice. goes bat guano, if you will, and <laughs> so it was kind of odd. Um, but there's a larger narrative. I, I knew that they were going to do a booster gold. Uh, the, the time hunters thing was going. To, time masters was going to be involved in the return of Bruce Wayne. Okay, and so they they do explain how that crossover is going to work. Now I was assuming that there was going to be a time masters book, or is it yes, going to be in booster? There is gold? going to be a time masters book separate okay. from booster gold, Good. separate from the return of Bruce Wayne, but they're going to be concurrent. There was along with Batman and Robin. So I really want, don't want. Keith. Did you read last week's Batman and Robin? Yes, I did. And so you know who? Oh yeah. Sex is. Oh yeah. You know who's nice. what? Did you see that coming? Not I did not all. see that coming. Not at all. And for Michael Goodson, who will read this in two years, uh, I, I don't want to spoil it. Maybe six. Um, is that the one right there? Uh, I can't see that cover. Is. Third down, shipped last week. Third. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. they've had this. Is the guy's name Sexton Blake? I think so. This this British grave digger who wears this scarf over his face. Yes, seen the covers. You've seen the covers, the and glasses. he's been and he's been helping Dick Grayson and Damien right. find Bruce Wayne. So Damien mentioned, and you can only get away with this in a in a comic book where Damien said, you know, "Spoiler alert: I spent time in England. Your accent is fake. Yeah. So are you Bruce Wayne?" And he said, "No, I'm not. No, I'm not." And then at the last panel of this, uh, and it's been all over the internet now, is that. Um, Dick Grayson confronts him and takes off the mask, and it's been the Joker all along helping. And I would say, I would guess, because the Joker, what is he going to do without the actual Bruce Wayne? Dick Grayson is not Batman. Right. right. So Joker knows who Bruce Wayne is? Uh, that would be the very, very strong implication here. At you know, some level. On some level. But, but, yeah. but Grant Morrison writes the Joker in that the Joker changes personalities. I think that that was my first thought when I saw that, especially the face looks different than so if the Joker recently. if the Joker knows who Bruce Wayne is right now, that doesn't mean he's going to know who Bruce Wayne is three months from now. Right. I don't like that. No, I agree. That is a cop-out. Yeah, it's a cop-out. But it's been a sta- but Morrison but it established it two or three years ago. I know, Grant, and, and Grant Morrison loves to include, like, Everything. Enti- everything, right? Everything. So that that's the only way you can explain that this one guy is at all of these different adventures is that he's some randomly shifting personality, and that's just a writer's cop out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is it? A, but it, and honestly, and not to. But is it any more or less? How could the Joker, right? So the, the the pinnacle of insanity. How does the Joker maintain this other personality? You, you don't have to yell. With, sorry, <laughs> with uh, red glasses and and well, a if you read comic books, and, and I haven't read, but I assume he accomplished same tasks that yes, you led hadn't, towards a purpose. Yes, you haven't seen the, the Joker for a while. That is the wrong Joker, right? Joker is anarchy. Joker is so insane that he cannot be controlled but by is it any more or less? Is it any more or less a writer's cop-out that periodically the Earths contract into one rewritten reality <laughs> and out sure, of you I, know, I, I'm just saying, it is... Right. And, and it, within, even without, as they say, like Grant Morrison was told, you are writing, if you write Batman, Batman is the superhero book. If you write Detective, Detective is the, obviously, the detective, detective book, book. The crime book. The crime book. And and that we have long accepted without blinking that there are honestly different Batmans. We've said that before. It's like there's no way that Batman, as at his coolest, on his own, fits with any other superheroes. You know, and yet we accept that he's a member of the Justice League. We accept that when Grant Morrison writes him, he has a sci-fi room. Well, that's like we accept uh, him running around with a twelve-year-old boy. What was the the Batman analog to uh, the last Superman story? The uh, Uh, whatever happened to the Cape Crusader? Right, and the Neil Gaiman story. And then the Batman one had all the different Batmans in it being remembered. Well, and many more. Yeah, you know, different. So I, you know, it's it's one valid thing, and the thing is. Grant Morrison, once Grant Morrison leaves the book, in two or three years... This will next, all be retconned. The next writer will completely ignore that that, that that happened. We saw it happen at Marvel with Grant Morrison. Sure. Everything Grant Morrison did with X-Men, gone. Anything he did so with... So do we love when a writer breaks up the status quo, and, but then it eventually goes back to the status quo of we love that Bruce Wayne is this tortured guy from his childhood. It gives us something to be more upset about. Well, I, I mean, because guy. honestly, one of the things has been with this, and I know you're you're somewhat behind, if not over a year, um, that uh, that what they didn't expect was that fans are quite content with Dick Grayson taking over the mantle of Batman, and with Damien training as Robin, and it kind of resets things, and they're happier than say the Frank Miller now whatever I can't remember what they're going to call the new Batman that fits in the Dark Knight continuity. Um, you know, and they didn't expect that. So, but but because there are market forces beyond, and those market forces are dictated by Warner Brothers, Bruce Wayne has to come back to being Batman. And yet, the right. logical story is no, he's done. He's done. He should have been killed. It's a logical death for him. Yeah, I don't know. I think the the but just as I go back to Planet Hulk, the end of Planet Hulk, or even the end of World War Hulk, the Hulk would have been done. But market forces dictate that there's going to be another version. No, coming. they just create a Red Hulk. No. The magic of Batman and Robin <sighs> is that they got, just had an aneurysm. You had been able to give them new conflict between the two main characters and see them resolve and work through that and so, mm-hmm. and that's just been well written. It's a good, mm-hmm. interesting story. It's not caveman, the same Batman? Old stuff. That's no, well no, written. Batman no, we're not oh, talking about the oh, caveman. Okay. Although yeah. it wasn't a bad story. Yeah. I do object, however, that once again and I'm gonna come back to this because Marvel I and I'll jump to Marvel doing this. Is the, is the return of Batman uh, Bruce Wayne is like another three ninety nine book at a time when they're all saying, "We know you're spending too much. Mm-hmm. We know it's costing too much. We need to look at that." It's not stopping them from upping the prices on things, right? Because that's good cop, bad sucking cop, sucking the money out of our yeah. wallets. And that's Marvel, like mommy and daddy. Marvel is launching a book with uh, Nomad, who is the hero's reborn Bucky, uh, the one created by Rob Liefeld, um, with Aranya and Firestar. 
and a couple of other female characters. And right now I'm going, well, this is so far three headliners that I would not. I'm so happy they're doing this because it's so easy not to buy that book. Especially when it's at three ninety nine. Again, it's a book that I don't understand who wants it. And then they're going to charge a buck more for it. Right. And it's a gouge in the Marvel's eyes. That's because they're trying to open it up to female readers. Who have right, a lot but Aranya is such a stupid name. Because they get paid name. so well. Um, because they don't read comics. <laughs> they have a lot more money. So I, I feel like we're, we're, we're caught in some horrible Mobius loop. About Do you it. think that the two of you could have accurately predicted buying trends over the last 20 years as Zorlax? Buying trends. Well, you're saying that no one's going to buy it now. How how often would you have been wrong over the last 20 years? Would um, you have predicted Pokemon or? Oh, I po- would predict uh, yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon was a was a pretty easy prediction. Okay. Um, yeah. The explosion of manga. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and that's the thing is what they're trying to do is they're trying to capture I think female readers from uh, that are already hooked by a manga. I do I do remember um, have when the speculator thing start, long before you got into it when Todd McFarlane's Spider Man first came out and I had students that were like oh I got that number one and and they got like five copies and I said you know this isn't going to work you aren't actually going to make your money back on this because everybody bought a copy of this you do understand that comics are investment because there aren't there weren't many that survived and nobody got that and so I mean I I could say that I yes I could have. Uh, Predicted the boom and bust. Okay, goods and, invalidated. And I did. Uh, did I not advise you to buy Marvel stock at a very key time? And you did fairly well with that. Absolutely, you did. Yes. And then I sold it later and made a profit. So yes. kudos to you. Yes. Who's so, writing this all girl, girl squad for Marvel? Uh, Some dude. I don't know. Some dude. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, that's the issue. I mean, if, if all they do is they make the standard superhero stories and they're wearing dresses instead, and it's written by guys, and it's not. Yeah, it's not a good. Well, I heard. I heard like the fi- the first arc is when the girls all hang together, their cycles start to match up, and then they just can't get anything done. So they're bicycles. Um, right. And Marjorie, that's what I meant. Marjorie yes. Liu, who wrote the NYX revival, is doing. Black Widow right now, so I mean, I, I do think they are trying to match. People, Colleen Duran yeah, is Black Widow is still pandering to male fantasy fetish things, and I don't know. I mean, have you seen her costume? You don't know what I'm talking about. I'll explain about. it later. I, she's Russian. If they mentioned her name in Iron Man too, I don't know because an they were just gymnast. angels singing every time she was on. I don't know. Um, all right, uh, so let's go over to uh, another another gripe about comics this week because it comes from Steve Simonetti, the manager here at uh, Elusive Comics. Mustache Game. Steve? Mustache. Mustache. I don't know why that Steve. Done. <laughs> Nickname stamped. <laughs> that every uh, every DC book this week has been this. Not only have they had in the middle of the books this weird keeping it fresh ad for uh, Colgate that talks about great kisses in DC Comics history uh, which I thought I'm going to give them credit that one of them was like I thought this isn't going to play well in the south you open it and there's Maxima and Amazing Man kissing yeah, from a, from a page of, of extreme justice can I guess as a layman uh, Peter Parker, Mary Jane. No, no, no. It's all DC. DC. Oh, DC. Sorry. Uh, well, okay. Superman, Lois Lane. Okay. Yeah. But in addition uh, to that, Batman, Catwoman. I think that was one of them. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen, and I've only seen three. But uh, this week and last, they also, on top of that, in- included an actual insert, which then increases the weight of the books, thus increases the shipping cost of the books for retailers. 
and as uh, Rick pointed out, uh, does increase Distorts the chance of, the... of distorting the book for mint condition. And also pushes them off the shelves. You can't stack as many on the shelves. Right. It's always a question as a collector. Do you tear that out or do you leave it in? Because that's how it came. If you tear it out, is it now not mint? You know. Well, it is fresh mint. Well, I think. It's uh, can I see that real fast? Yeah. You get a dollar off coupon from Colgate uh, toothpaste. Now, there's a little comic strip around the outside of this. I yeah, think but that's the artist who did Secret Asian Man. I don't know, but okay, it's called maybe. Keeping It Fresh, and the main antagonist is black. an African-American and a yeah. black man. Yes. yes. I, Brushing his incredibly white teeth. Colgate trying to, you know, hip it up, urban it up John a little. John Stewart I think they're going Hal for Jordan? the contrast between his teeth and his I know, his I'm skin. just saying, like, keeping it fresh. How Jordan Arisa. If it was a pasty white guy, you'd say, oh, he's as white as his teeth. Uh, yeah, I can see the con- the artistic contrast. I just think it's a little... You think it's... Uh, it's a little racist. Keeping it fresh. Uh, it, it's interesting. That you say. I mean, it, it's... Well, everyone's a little bit racist. Thank you, Avenue okay. Q. Sure. Okay. That's from a musical. Thank you, reality. Uh, <laughs> so, let's talk a bit about Marvel. Siege is coming to an end this week, and to celebrate, what? they've released, what was, like... What was, what was that? The uh, Siege? The Siege? I don't... The, the, the Asgard the, the, the attack Oklahoma. on Asgard? I don't. And right over my head. Yeah, I yeah. don't really. Um, was the, anybody paying attention to that? I uh, the was. Dark Reign of yeah. Norman Osborn was coming to an um, end. Yeah, I don't. What yeah. is, that? is that like Exit. Brightest Day or something? Is that, uh, yes. Yeah, well, it's going to come into the heroic age. Oh, okay. Yes. Sorry, yeah. uh, and uh, to celebrate, there's like five different books to tie, tie in. I mean, yes, they're all three ninety nine too. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. uh, including The Century, Fallen Sun. Don't so they realize when the a Great show. Recession don't they realize that? Uh, yeah, but not. It's, it hasn't been all that great a recession for um, for Marvel. They've been doing pretty well. They've been. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're they're doing quite well. So um, because in times of economic trouble, people turn to mindless entertainments, mm. and so they're booze. oh, that's comics. That's bad. Well, booze too. Yeah. Um, so I, I just want to acknowledge that because criticism that occasionally gets levied to the podcast, we don't pay enough attention to Marvel, uh, and it's and it, it is quite simply that. I you know yes I'll admit it's a prejudice on my part I just I look at my stack each week and there's nothing Marvel puts out that makes me go yeah I really have to check that out right yeah and it's a lifelong affliction though as long as I've known you that you've been that way but so I, I but I, I used to buy both I used to buy both no, all the time no, no I I am not ever a little I'm not marvelist I'm not desist. Um, you hate mutants. Every time you say something bad about DC, you always come back with it. But, of course, Marvel did this worse. Yes, so you're right. You're right. Oh, my but gosh. Let's, let's break down what Marvel's done wrong in the last 20, you know, uh, They've dominated years. the industry. Well, they have. But, but <laughs> there, there's a counter argument for DC as well. So Yeah, just, but at least, DC, at least DC takes a minute to try and, like, retcon or upgrade their continuity, whereas Marvel just ignores it and just keeps going forward and... You know, for example, you Peter know, Parker will always be Spider-Man. Yeah, but it's also one of those where it's like, except when he was Ben Riley. I actually had this lunch, this conversation, and at everyone lunch. Hated Somebody it. was asking me about getting into comics, and I said, "Well, DC, every now and then, you can just wait until they decide they're going to redo the whole universe and then jump on there. That's a perfect time." But Marvel, you really have to, you know, find somebody who knows a little bit and can give right. You, you can't pick up an X book right now without no, you and need, just uh, but jump you could, on. You could might be maybe be able to pick up on X Men Forever or X Factor Forever, even X Men Forever. Kind Ultimate. of expects that you were watch, you were reading it back in the day before they came back into That's true. it. You know, that, that, I mean, what if I'm a Punisher fan and I went and picked up a Punisher book? You'd right be now. very disappointed, right, right now. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just Mar- That's why we don't talk about Marvels because they're not really impressing us right now. Well, I don't Marvel. Know. The thing about Marvel is they just had a long continuity of readership. 
They've got the same people reading it that have been reading it for like 15, 20, 30 years. Right. But they are making an effort. It's just hard to sort out like the, the Marvel Age books, the yeah. all ages stuff. I mean, at, at, at New Comic Book Day, they – but I'd say if you did and, not notice – And yet they dominate the sales charts. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Well, no I think they're just more so – they got more the profile. Are, perhaps we are a niche podcast. Well, I actually – Used to read more Marvel than DC, and now it's probably about even because I have to keep up with what you guys. I want you all consensusing on DC, though. Here, well, but there's just more interesting stuff to talk about. Marvel, if they were here, and that just happens to be none of us. No, we used to be. We used to spend a lot of time talking about Spider-Man. Then what happened? And we talked about Avengers. You used to read Avengers quite a bit. And then they just totally took Spider-Man and just threw everything out the window. When we started Fanboy Planet, we were all about Bendis. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And then so. the ultimate line. Right. And, and then Marvel did a little thing called Civil War that completely ruined all their franchises. I don't know. Because well, I'll coming take back out of Civil War, you ended up with Tony Stark in front of she- in, in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and was Captain America dead. But, was, I, but I still I loved the Winter Soldier. I thought yeah, everything was, about the death of well, Captain did, America. And didn't we say that about the Spider-Man franchise about the, after the Clone Wars? The uh, and after they, saga, and, saga, and after they, the clone, totally. different franchise we ruined. Spider-Man, <laughs> just get, just keep the clones <laughs> out of it. Everything is, uh, well, you know, and people say that the Spider-Man books now are are just as enjoyable. But I'm still bothered by the. Well, I remember a time when he was married to Mary Jane, and he yeah. hadn't. Sold but you know what's funny though is what Marvel has to do now is they have to print little like uh, appendix appendices, yeah, that they give away for free now. So it's kind of like, hey, if you want to read our books. You better uh, brush up on your history here. And they give you these free books that you have to go through. Like, I just read that the Spider-Man one that, or no, the Cravens for Craven, oh, updating yeah, on the Craven thing. So I'm going through so this So even book. if they're reintroducing a villain, they right. have to give you a resource they, guide. They have to give you a guide. They have to give you, like, here's... My God, Marvel's become like D&D. Actually, right. I, I kind of appreciate those books. <laughs> well, I mean, you appreciate because you well. can't enjoy the book without yeah. them. No, I mean... I I've catch re- up. It's like a little summary. Yes. Which I had, I had a question origins. for you, Zorlak. Yes. Was Chameleon always Craven's brother, or did they not originally? That? that was a that was a retcon. Yeah. Okay. When I read that, I went, "That's not true." But it has been true for about twenty years. Oh, okay. Ooh. All right. So, yeah. No, I was just I yeah. don't I don't yeah. ever remember that being the case. Well, it wasn't. They didn't originally say it, but it no, was no. kind of revealed. Yeah. No. Later I, well, on, I, so. well you, see, you call that a retcon. I mean, it because a retcon doesn't rewrite it. It's like adding something in that that, that gradual, retroactively subtext. affects the yeah, yeah. Okay. That adds subtext in, as yeah, opposed okay. to rewriting yeah. continuity. But see, I guess that's my biggest problem with keeping up with Marvel is that I keep up with Marvel. I don't know. I think, and then they. I, I would take you to tell. I think most retcons have been rewriting the continuity. Well, then we're giving them the wrong name. The yeah. retroactive to there add. There are things. two definitions, and we use both for retcon. Yeah. Okay. Because like when we just when, haven't created that other. When word. Brad Meltzer, you know, wrote the arc of Green Arrow, and then revealed that Oliver Queen knew all along that he had a son, and he'd never taken responsibility for uh-huh. Connor. You know, that changed everything. Right. That goes back, and that's but it doesn't. Contradict anything that had happened. There's nothing that said exactly he did or didn't know. Exactly, you know. But yeah. suddenly, you know, ah, oh, there's subtext. So maybe I'll say they revealed subtext to the whole thing. Yeah. If you want to just, say they made it subtextual. And I'm, a, I'm a fan of that kind of writing of adding something that's like, unless it's so ridiculous, like it's a soap opera. Oh my god! You mean like Gwen Stacy sleeping with Norman Osborn? I Perfect like example. That. Oh, oh did I acknowledge it? I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh. See, that's kind of Marvel went through that phase the last few years where you. They threw in Civil War, the Gwen Stacy stuff, all this stuff that just took a Marvel fan, bent them over, 
and gave them a spanking. Maybe stop reading comics. Oh. Yeah. Although, yeah. there have been still bright spots. So that's I mean, why, we're talking that's about why. Straczynski's Thor and the 12, if he ever finishes that. Well, I mean, we're, um, Planet Hulk was fabulous. Yes. And then, oh, that, but it, then it led into World War Hulk, which, which was wasn't less, bad. Which was less fabulous. Less fabulous. And which led into to Red Hulk, which Red was, Hulk, was semi-fabulous. Which was, what is the opposite of fabulous? Exactly of stopped, fabulous and now we got the what fall would, of the what Hulk. would be the opposite of the of like the Tim Gunn um, who I would consider fabulous you know on um, fierce celebrity. Um, um, you know the guy on uh, Project Runway homogenous uh, right. what would be the opposite of him heterosexual uh, uh, Artie Lang so we went yes. from we went from being Tim Gunn to Artie Lang okay uh, so yeah yeah um, so a book that's kind of uh, that had some press when it first came out, and 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 had a free comic book day edition um, that I picked up the graphic novel of this week. Came out last week. Was Stuff of Legends. Have you have you seen this from Third World no. Studios? I read your review on Fanboy. Planet. Well, thank you, Michael. Wow, you 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 knew you were coming tonight because you cross post to Facebook and I saw <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. All right, I- all right. I'm actually doing this marketing thing. Um, it's kind of uh, it's set in 1944. But it's kind of it, it, it looks on the surface like it's like it's a little Toy Story ish um, that the toys come to life. They follow the rules of Toy Story. No no kid can see them, but the dog excuse see them move, but the dog can. The dog knows that they come to life when when nobody's looking. Okay. Nobody ever trusts the dogs. Can the dog talk? No, the dog cannot talk. Good. Uh, yeah, it's really it's really good. And uh, you no, know, because it's right <laughs> at the beginning. And in the first few pages, uh, the boy's sleeping, and the closet door opens, and the boogeyman reaches out with these tendrils and kidnaps oh, the and boy. The toys go after, and the toys have to go over him. But when they go into the closet, the opposite of what usually happens, uh, they become far more realistic and savage versions of what they would be. Oh. And so it becomes a because that it's, poor child. It's like I think the subtext to what's going on is a kind of reflection of his fears because his father's fighting in Normandy. Okay. And, you know, the, the, there's the, – but they become this legitimately – like the, the teddy bear becomes a huge grizzly. So is this a real graphic novel? I mean, is, a, is it self-contained? And uh, it the first graphic? volume – book one is The Dark. And it's, the, I think, the first two issues of, of the book that they released. Okay. So I don't know how long it's going to last. It clearly has a finite end. But I thought it was really clever, really creative. Uh, the artwork was really good, and I just got into the story. Even though, I, but the first thing I thought was, yeah, it's like it's going to be like this weird World War II Toy Story, and it just wasn't. And, Who put this out? Uh, it's a, a relatively new group called the Third World Studios. Hmm. Pass it over. Yeah, um, I think I do have it with me. I'll awesome. I'll, I'll dig it out. So um, it, I, I bought it yesterday. It came out uh, last week, and it's it just really good. Great discovery. Really cool. great discovery to find that one. So. I thought I had to put it in there because it's, again, when something it's that so, indie comes out and, go, and catches my attention, I feel like we should mention that. Because I don't want to be DC-centric. I don't want to be a niche. I want to go out there. Yay. It also sounds like it's trying to pitch a movie almost or something, too, huh? I think a movie would a ruin, franchise. A movie would be wrong. Hmm. Because, it, it, again, it's sort of like what we were Say saying. that about so many comics. What about an episode of, like, Heavy Metal? Mm, yeah, I think even animation would be kind of wrong about it. It's like uh, Rick and I were talking at Free Comic Book Day about World War Z, yeah. and I, I don't think you'd gotten there yet because Rick loaned me his copy, so I, I've been reading that and just really mm. fallen in love with that with that novel. Well, Lon read it a while ago. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know Lon had. That's why I, I'm trying to include him. It's just he wasn't in that conversation. And what I think that makes World War Z so different to me and what has really caught my imagination and my attention really – wouldn't be. I, didn't, you know, I shouldn't say it couldn't be captured by a film, but no one would have the courage to make the movie 
that would, to me, adequately translate well, here's what the makes thing. World War Z interesting. World War Z could work if it was a series, not a not a two-hour movie. But we were saying if it was like a documentary, if you did it sort of like it was a mockumentary in the style of what Ken Burns does or something, right, right. that would make it different, that yeah. would make it interesting, and that would be a worthy translation to Or film. you could also do like an episodic kind of... Uh, Band of Brothers? Yeah, you could do like a historical kind of, you know, you have the guy kind of talking, you know, and then you kind of fade slowly into the story, you know, yeah. right, kind of oh, like they're that, doing that be, with the Pacific right uh, now yeah, on okay. HBO. Right. I, I don't know that anybody would have the courage to do that's that what I'm saying. vision. It and would that's, be, that's, the, thing. And so the, that's same, the way it would work. Though. And the same thing for me about this was what makes this book unique is it's bound like an old 40s photo album. It's uh, done in a chiaroscuro. And, it, and it's just got that look of like old faded photographs that you're seeing these panels of. And and the, the toys really do have this great these great personalities. And it, and it is deadly serious. On the surface, again, that's the, what's that's Toy Story is a family film. And ultimately, Toy Story's messages are going to be, I was thinking about this today, knowing what little I understand about the plot of Toy Story 3, but based on what Toy Story 2 is, is that we are the generation that hasn't given up on its toys and its franchises, and Toy Story is all about saying that's okay. Mm. You know. Now, does yeah. one of these, like, teddy bears, whatever, do they take, like, the Red Rider BB gun with them in the closet? No, no oh, but okay. there's a toy soldier who has a, who has a rifle, that's and awesome. that's it, it really does fire. Uh, and then the Jack in the Box somehow gets axes when he goes into the other side, so he becomes this really great like so when they so, so basically wow. when they're trying to rescue this kid, the kid comes out and needs like thirty years of therapy. Is what you're saying? I think that's probably going okay. to be the case. Right. You know, already you know he's missing his father fighting. There's and then a, these crazy <laughs> whacked out toys come and save them, and 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 the bad toys are all basically toys that have been thrown away and discarded. And the boogeyman has gathered them. Yeah, and how's that different a, from so many movies? Though? Yeah, yeah. So. You know. Small soldiers. Small soldiers. Everybody needed therapy at the um, end of that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just talking about the audience. Oh, yeah. What a weird movie. This is odd, but I'm going to admit I have the complete action figure set of that. You've, you've that does that not surprise before. me. Have I? Yes. Okay. Don't let me make that confession oh, again. Oh, okay. Uh, so shall we talk about movies? Speaking of, we've gone over to this. I think so. Um, the only real go- gossipy thing I caught was that someone uh, snapped a picture of Peter Sarsgaard in Hector- Sarsgaard. I saw that. I love that. Sorry, mm. uh, that uh, uh, in the Hector Hammond makeup. Okay, uh, there's so, makeup. Yeah, because Hector Hammond has the huge head. So they Is caught it him super huge head. Hector super Hammond? huge, okay. super huge head, and he's Pink walking along too, in a right? t-shirt and jeans, and he's got oh, this awesome. big head. Awesome. Does he look Pink. like the? Yeah, yeah. And they just like, I mean, they just caught him coming out of the makeup trailer, and it's like, man, somebody at Warner's got to be ticked about it's that. Like you'd, but you'd want him to go on like Conan O'Brien. But it kind of looks stuff. cool. I, I, I thought, okay. Did he know? look like the Buttmans from In Living Color? Yeah, remember, remember actually, that a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know. I actually thought he was looking a little more like block. Was maybe you've seen like you know like Blockbuster when they had done that in the Nightwing comic. So was it kind of like the leader would look like? Yeah, uh, very similar to what they did in the Incredible Hulk for mm. the leader in, in, in the film. So interesting. Um, so I thought that, that'd be kind of cool, and then we'll see if he transforms into the complete large head and very 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 tiny body. Yeah, <laughs> but well, they did that with uh, Alice in Wonderland and that chick. Yeah, with uh, what's her name, Helena Bonham, Bonham Carter. Carter. Yeah, the Red Queen. Yes. Chick. So why can't they just do that with uh, Queen Star? We'll see. We'll see. Um, so they saw that, and then of course now everybody has seen Iron Man two. I have see. not seen. Oh, it you yet. have not. Oh. You have not, Rick. I have not. No intention. Wow. I'm probably gonna see it tomorrow. Okay, this is an interesting question. Why not? Um, I'll wait till they make a third, and then watch perhaps two and three together. But 
from what I've heard, there's mixed reviews, and I really don't want it to sully. You plan Iron way too Man much. One. Hey, you got to yeah. pick your moments, man. I guess so. <laughs> I'm not instant gratification took, like you nerds. He took one big risk, and that was getting married, and then after that, it's, yeah. Balls yeah. out the door. <laughs> I've yeah. just had too much work to do recently. So. Yeah. So You know who had a lot of work to do? Tony Stark in Iron Man 2. Okay. You want to talk about it? Or? Uh, well, can, I, can I also just say that I watched like uh, Sherlock Holmes three weeks ago? Uh-huh. Thought that was a terrible movie, so I just really? thought, oh, I'll pass on the Iron Man 2. Oh. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Like Robert Downey Jr., but just horrible story and kind of put me off. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. was, very good, was probably Movies. the thing that made that, that made that watchable. And it's interesting because I thought that you know Mark Strong, who's the villain in Sherlock Holmes, shows up as the villain in Robin Hood. and um, Soon to be the it, villain in... It, he's going to be Sinestro in Green Lantern, but if I hadn't... And the villain in Kick-Ass. If, well, he, not soon to be, he was. If he's I, a heavy. Just if so I hadn't heavy. seen him in Kick-Ass, I would think, my God, Mark Strong really has only one note to play. Hmm. Uh, so the only thing that makes me think that he might make a good Sinestro is because I enjoyed him in Kick-Ass. I okay. do not and did not really enjoy him as a villain in Sherlock Holmes. I did not really enjoy him as a villain in Robin Hood. But we'll get to Robin Fair Hood enough. in a minute. But Iron Man 2, is there anything we can say? Because I, I don't want to ruin anything for Rick. But. Well, I thought we were going to do the spoilerific uh, review, but I didn't realize Rick hadn't seen it. But, it might uh, still be a little too early for a spoilerific review. You mean the weekend where... It, it made $133 had, yeah. million. Dollars. Everybody yeah, sold saw out Hey, everybody, and, spoiler alert. Okay. Episode, but I can go walk episode. away. And no, don't walk we don't, away. We can do it without spoiling, can we? He died at the end, right? Well, I almost, mean, almost. Actually, yeah. Anything we would say would totally no, spoil it. Now, if you, I began a discussion on Fanboy Planet, so if anybody wants to read it and respond to that, and then and then maybe next week we can actually. Have some other people's interactions. Yeah, but so I want to put some questions out there. We're asking for people to write in with their their yeah. take on uh, yeah. Iron Man two. Yeah, so I, I put. I, so I would assume you hadn't read so the article. So address the listener, say please. Yeah. I believe that's what I was doing. Okay. okay. Well, yeah, kind of round, roundabout way. I mean. Just like that. I'm okay. Just asking Editor you to at fanboyplanet.com, or if you want to. Uh, to feed lawn here, sandpaper at fanboyplanet.com. Well, then, well, spoilerifically, then, because um, you. Your first review was you kind of you you didn't want to say if you liked it or not, but we can at least say if we liked it or not, right? Um, yeah, it's, I I liked it as a fan and as seeing that it's a it's like it's an issue in an over which is what I was trying to say last week. It was a, it's an it, one issue in an overall arc. Yeah, it feels and, like a middle I, story. And I have a problem with that. It does not stand up well to me on its own. Mm-hmm. And I think for people like Michael. Who don't remember what happened before and won't remember what happened next? <laughs> was it Empire Strikes Back? No, and that's that's why Empire Strikes Back is so awesome. Nothing can be Empire Strikes Back. That, that's but, all I need. But to let, hear. Me, let me Fine, remind I'll you of wait something. For three, let me you, remind you of something. Justified my point. We had Empire Strikes Back, and then we got Return of the Jedi. So you know, it's it, it ain't all that. But uh, it should have st- stood on its own or at least left us with a feeling of like, yeah, I've really got to go back in there. In and a longer podcast, I will defend Return of the Jedi. <laughs> oh, lordy. <laughs> um, but I would say fully a quarter of the film really isn't about this film. Well, it's, it's about uh, all the other things in the well, Marvel Universe. Uh-huh. I don't know if I felt I just felt it was the whole movie was made to satiate Robert Downey Jr.'s ego. It just felt really bloated and... Really, just all about him. It was like a Tony Stark movie and not an Iron Man movie. What? Yeah, well, and I would think I thought that was a bit of a mistake too. After the initial showing him the armor flying down to Stark Expo, it's like a half hour or so before he 
puts right. on the armor again. Right. Okay. And I think of this as a dad in terms of when we get the DVD, because my son can't see PG-13 movies, well, we only have to watch about 10, 15 minutes of this movie, right. and we're good because that's all that he's going to care about. Is, uh-huh. you know, I enjoy the Robert Downey Jr. stuff, but I didn't think it was very, at the risk of saying it, populist. It wasn't for everybody else. Okay. And and it, it wasn't the so you're saying this was too much for the Iron Man fans? No, no, no. I think it's Marvel it, no, it was actually or? for the actual Marvel fans. It's okay. not for the for the movie fans. Yeah, no. As a comic fan, I you know I was enjoying it the whole time, but yeah. there was a certain point where I kind of went, God, this is just a really long middle. It just felt yeah. like it was really bloated in the middle and just. So if they deliver a knockout third chapter, does that redeem the second movie? Not really. No. No, I think the, the the criticism is that the second movie does not stand it on its own. It just hangs there. Because it's not going to go to a knockout third chapter because at this point they don't know. Well, even if it is a knockout third chapter, well, they don't know if the third chapter is really what it will be called Iron Man 3 or will the third chapter be The Avengers. Yeah. They don't know yet. Mm. And even though Favreau has said in an interview, said, oh, you know, they, you still got to deliver your own movie in the franchise and hope they loosely tie together. I'm like, really? Somebody then was meddling with, with Favreau's work because – it's it's clearly laying the groundwork for other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's a reference to the Incredible Hulk in there. There's a reference to Thor. There's a reference to Captain America, and some of them are done dumber than others. You know, and it's just like get it, get it, get it. And it's is the problem in New Mexico the Hulk or is it Thor? It is Thor. Okay. So you're not going to know. Anything. I thought we were doing spoiler free. Right, right. I had heard that already. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you you can't you know, but we're not going to know for a year what that problem actually is. Yeah. But it's clearly consuming all of Nick Fury's attention. Okay. And that was my, I had one Nick Fury complaint. Now, I know everybody was all happy to get Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. I was against it, even though I'm a big Sam Jackson fan. But my biggest problem is is he's starting to become Sam Jackson in a in a Marvel movie and not Nick Fury. You know what I mean? He's not playing a character that's, you know... Is this not how he was in the Star Wars movies, though, too? No, I'm, Mace well, Windu was actually, Samuel L. Jackson in the Star Wars universe. Actually, Mace... Sam Jackson is phoning it in? No. Oh, it, my gosh! In the I, Star I Wars movies... Mace Windu was a uh, realized character outside of just... No, no, I didn't think he turned... No, he wasn't the bad MF-er yeah. in the oh, Star okay. Wars movies. He was Yoda's buddy, kind of... Yeah, and he didn't even act that great in those... He was just kind of like, Nobody I'm did. talking to I green know, screens. Yeah. But in this one, you can just see it coming out, and it's like, I don't want to see Sam Jackson. They I can't see all Nick be Fury. snakes on a mother effing plane. Yeah. So, I just, you know. I got so other I just, issues there. So, that all was right. my other issues. Okay, so let's move on quickly to... Um, something happier. Something up. Robin Hood and his Merry Men? There you go. No, it's not. Oh. Oh, oh my oh. God. This was horrible. Oh. No, Bad actually, reviews for Robin Hood? The Merry Men. Shocker. The Merry Men were enjoyable characters. Okay, and, no they're, and they're barely in it. So let's say, I mean, when grumpy, you, dopey dog. When you when you think of Robin Hood, the things you think of are you know Sherwood Forest, yes, and the Snake King. Robin Hood is a fox. <laughs> oh, I'm oh, yeah, thinking the cartoon. Sean Connery the, drinking the, poison. The cartoon was actually uh, much better <laughs> than this Robin Hood because this is um, written by the guy who wrote a Knight's Tale, and so he basically Ooh. just took the concept of a knight's tale and put it on robin hood so do they have any queen songs in it no that no at least they didn't they didn't do modern music to it but it was the same idea that robin hood assumed the identity or robin's long stride 
uh, assumes the identity of a noble, Robert Loxley. Oh, really? And, and they give this justification why he and his merry men then become known as this. So basically, all of this movie called Robin Hood takes place before everything that we think is fun and exciting about Robin Hood. So this is the it's a dour... Yes, it's the prequel. And just before the lights went down, I took this my... This is the beta test. I took my brother to, with me and I said... We were talking about some other movie, and I said, again, like, what, what I think is just killing us is everybody's going to do this backstory crap. It was They're filling in subtext, Derek. <laughs> That's, no. You can, it's different. It is different. Why are you, you two put, pointing at each other? You put one, That's what fence, we do. You yeah. put one line in about okay. he knew all line, and it changes sure. everything. Okay. You still had fun with the story. Mm-hmm. This has no story. That was super good. To the point Derek pulled away. The sheriff of Nottingham is. I'm like, why is he not? Why does he not matter? I didn't. I. I, I wasn't grasping that all of this. What they're trying to do is establish to tie Robin Hood story in with the signing of the Magna Carta. What? Because <laughs> huh? that's what kids want. That's what kids want. And <laughs> so I'm just. I'm. I mean, my jaw's dropping as I'm realizing wow. that that's what's going on. A history lesson. Wow. <laughs> And it's no fun. And then when they actually declare, they declare after two hours, Robin Hood is an outlaw. I just went, oh, God, please let this movie end. <laughs> and then it start, and then they and then they do in like two minutes, spoiler alert, they go, and this is where the legend begins. And it looks all bright and fun. And I'm like, I wanted to see that movie. I wanted to see that movie. Dang. So um, I'm just going to so, say don't waste time. Although the so mi- you're saying awesome sequel? Hope not, because I don't want to see Russell Crowe as Robin. He's wrong. He's he's. Well, wait a minute. He's so better than Kevin Costner. Russell Crowe plays a guy who plays that he's Robin of Loxley. Robert Loxley, yes. But his there, real name is Robin Longstride. But is there really a Robert? That's, a, that's like a porno name. Yes, he gets killed, which is exactly what happened in the very be- in near to the beginning, which is exactly what happened in Knight's Tale. They came across a knight who was dying. Yeah, but it didn't happen in Ivanhoe. No, they didn't do anything from Ivanhoe. Sorry. Um, so I'd have enjoyed that as a movie. Um, now, Ivanhoe has nothing to do with this. Oh, Robin Hood's in Ivanhoe. No, I know that, but it has nothing to do with this movie is what oh. I'm saying. I mean, this because movie has nothing did to do with Ivanhoe, Robin Hood. Did Ivanhoe sign the Magna Carta? I, I don't, don't think so. So, uh, so it, it was just – it was bad. And then uh, what's his name? <laughs> Mark Strong shows up being – the villain. From I would love. They need to video. They really, for his history's sake, they need to videotape pitch pitch meetings. Because what I'm tired of. I want to see the is video now you have, happen. Now what? you have the technology to make all these things look it's realistic. It's Robin Hood, and you know you've done a lot of Robin Hood movies, but this one. We're, he's Carta. on a bus that we're can't giving, go below we're gonna, we're, 55. We're doing the historically accurate version. That and we made up. We, that we made up. And it's like and it's what happened with King Arthur. And I didn't like King Arthur the same thing. Uh. It's like, you know what I'd like to see? Tell me the legend of King <laughs> Arthur Go back well to with the technology you have. Tell me Robin Hood with the technology yeah. you have. And Robin exactly. Hood with technology? Well, I mean, with CG like, making the... like Robin Hood meets Bowfinger. Uh, yeah, but uh, Robin Hood meets Bo Flex. Uh, again, that the guy work. playing Little John, Kevin Durand, who I guess is on Lost uh, and was the blob in Wolverine. He kind of redeemed himself. He was bad in Wolverine, but he was really good in this as Little John. Oh, Friar, Mr. Kimi. Friar Tuck was a was a good character. Will Scarlet was a good character. Alan Dale. I mean, the Merry Men all really came to life for me. But they're, yeah. Did they call him Merry Men in this? He, he says... He keeps making reference to my men, be merry men. Oh, God. And, and it's like, you know, so, and, and 
Movies continue to ruin things you love. What's up in television, Derek? Television, uh, well, apparently <laughs> lost the disappointment. No, um, we're going to hold off until we see if we can get Mario here. to Because it's so, like one episode left? No, it, yeah. One episode left and right. then the finale on the 23rd. Right. Oh, so we're on the... So last night was the anti-penultimate episode. Okay, fine. Yeah. Anti-penultimate, not anti. Uh, so good news. The human target has been renewed. Yay. Yay. So that's all I can say is I really enjoy it. Will they have it you on one night? No. I don't know if it'll stay on the same Like night. a human target, it keeps moving around yeah, it's on its nights. Yeah, I yeah. can't find it. Take a chance. Was your TiVo uh, having Mr. trouble too? Well, I just, when I wanted to set it, it was like, when do I look for it? Do I look for it on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, it's how many, Thursdays? How many episodes are we in, gentlemen? Uh, it's got to be 13, 14? It's been, uh, been uh, the yeah. so-called half season, the 13 episode, hmm. I think. Um, and most of it's been standalone. They didn't really start uh, kind of a, a backstory arc, uh, a mystery. It's kind of like a fun MacGyver show. Four or five. Yeah, it's not. It's not a fantastic show, but it's fun characters, and uh, everybody's likable. Yeah, I really like uh, Jack Earl Haley in that. Good effects yeah. budget. I mean, the, the I like Chai McBride, which is what they were saying is that that was why they were thought they might not renew it because apparently the special effects cost a lot more than yeah. you'd think because it's it's really good. It is really seamless. Yeah, it's like, hey, that's really good. Why? Because you spent money on it. Oh, oh, let's not spend money on it anymore. What will happen to it? You can yeah. target in an office. Yeah. Mm. Hey, it's a wastebasket. Sock bumpers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Spartacus announced they're going to mm-hmm. do a prequel uh-huh. for 2011, focusing on the Gladiator School, the couple there, John uh-huh. Hannah, oh. to fill the gap where they really can't have the guy playing Spartacus because he's undergoing chemo. Oh. But he will make a couple of cameo appearances to kind of bookend it. Oh, wow. Uh, so so the, that's what season two is going to be? So, a prequel? Uh, kind of a half season in 2011 to oh. go until hopefully he gets better, and then they can go forward forward with the story. That's huh. cool. So, You, you know, know what's funny is with Spartacus is that I could I was just happy with the way they ended it. You know what I mean? Just leave it be. You know what I mean? Like, that was a good season. It ended cool. You know what I mean? Just make it a one-season thing. But, you know, that's not how, it's that's not not how the, it works. That's just not the way it works. But not I will see. I will watch more John. Was Hannah? John Hannah. I will watch and more Lucy Jan Lawless. Hannah and Lucy Laws. They were great. Okay, so that's something to look forward to. And give me some more nudity and fighting. Well, speaking of that, they announced that the makers of the Batman XXX parody. <laughs> what? Uh, are starting. Uh, it was from Vivid Entertainment. Something Michael Goodson's intrigued. Uh, that they're, they're going to start a studio devoted completely to comic book parodies, and they've announced a <laughs> Superman triple X wow. parody. I say this is a public service. Uh, How public did you service. come across this news, Derek? It was on Bleeding Cool. Oh, was it? They've been I running it on and, the, cool. and the Safe for uh, Must Investigate. And the Safe for Work trailer is on bleedingcool.com. Uh, it's a YouTube thing. And it, it, what's great is it looks like the 60s series, except instead of the bat, he's got three X's, but he looks like Adam West. And the guy playing, was his name, Randy Spears, playing the Joker, uh, looks like no, Cesar Romero. I've him. never seen that gentleman before. I don't know who I, you're talking about. I have about. no idea. I just, because the trailer says their names over and over. I oh, right. That up. That's right. Yes. The trailer says it. I couldn't tell you anybody else who's in that, but I just think it looks like an episode of Batman. And the so, 60s Batman. The yeah. 60s Batman. So, And does this intrigue you? It does intrigue me. Hmm. Too bad you can't watch it, though. It's, well, Nope. Michael will tell nope. me about it right. later. No, I will not. We were tuning uh, the TV last night. We came in on there was and a you shot. Found it? There was a shot of Batman and Robin hanging from a rope ladder off, of, and Justin said, "What's that?" I said, "That's the Batman movie." And we'd watched it, except we're already past the bat repellent, re- bat, bat shark, shark repellent, repellent scene, yeah. which is strangely like the only clip that's on YouTube. Yeah, 
Yeah. Is there a release date for that movie? Just out of curiosity. No, I just don't for know. the fans. For I the fans. don't know. I don't know. Go to Bleeding Cool. Oh, okay. Since they send a lot of readers our way last week, I'd say let's send a lot their way this week. Really, Google Vivid Batman, probably. Probably Vivid Batman. You yeah. Don't need to go to Okay, but I want to give it's a competition. Man. I understand. No, Morrison's going to write that. They're not really competition if they're doing far that better mean, than in, I am. In Morrison's world, that means this happens. <laughs> yep. This counts. Yep. And suddenly you're interested in his work again, aren't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello, Grant Morrison. Okay. Touch your bald head. Oh, uh, and uh, this week, of course, Betty White hosts Saturday Night Live. And already Facebook has started to let Carol Burnett host Saturday Night Live. Okay, I'm not, I'm not whoa, behind whoa, that. Whoa, I saw the Recruit Abe Vagoda campaign today. I hadn't seen that yet. Uh, come I on. Seen that. I, I don't think Do Abe we Vag- need to compete now? I don't think that Abe Vagoda would make a good host. He's not as good as Betty White. And I don't even think Carol Burnett would either. I mean, no, Betty, Carol Burnett would be awesome. No, she's I, I awesome. Think Carol Burnett would deliver. But she did her own show for like 40 years. And that's why she could do this one. And we could stitch together Abe Vagoda clips from the Conan O'Brien show and probably call it a night. Yeah, I think what's really funny about the Betty White hosting was they'd originally announced this as like a... And it still was sort of a salute to women because they thought that she would not have the stamina. Right, right. To last well, they brought in all the other. Yeah. So they brought in all the other cast, female cast members from the last Tina ten years. But well, the thing is, like, she hung in there better than most of them. Yep. She showed them a thing or two about professionalism because she used cue cards a lot less. Uh, her timing was better than most. Her of Timing them. was amazing. Yep. Uh, she's a pro. I mean, that's just if you haven't, you can catch that on that Hulu website. Um, and I think on the NBC.com they even have some out some of the deleted scenes from rehearsal, yeah. dress rehearsal, from dress yeah. rehearsal, dress rehearsal, yeah. and I mean she's funny in all of them. Yeah. She, so funny is, is I've, I've, USA Today kind of panned it, and I was kind of sitting there going, USA Today does not know what the hell they're talking about because they kind of went off and saying, oh, it's just the one note joke. And why it's do we read reviews? Yeah, I think that one, you know a lot of uh, my friends on Facebook were saying, I thought the humor was lowbrow, but I'm like, have you watched Silent Line? Yeah, and they were yeah. like, oh, she, there, she went so blue. And it was like, dude, it's Betty White. That's where She it's always funny. goes blue. That's yeah. what's yeah. funny. But um, but it's also, I didn't think that was, a, she actually elevated the way Silent Night Live has been most of the time. Right. So Because you know, one of my friends said something about, oh, the, that Lawrence Welk sketch. And, oh, that was funny. And I'm like, yeah, except... I've seen it six times. Yeah, yeah. that's the only problem. But, it's, but it was funny with Betty White's little twist, little addition on it. But um, like, know. for example, when they did the scared straight thing, it, yeah, that was funny. Another thing is, though, is I hate that sketch because they do it every week. But with her on it, it was actually yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. so it just you know, it just goes to show that when you put talent in into these things, into these sketches, they actually you know Have you actually put comedians. Yeah. Like well, for example was, the the Tina Fey one with a census uh, yeah. thing. Which yeah. was a rehash of a Christopher Walken sketch. Was it? I don't remember yeah. that one. But it was kinda of funny because Tina you know, Tina Fey's a pro, Betty White's a pro. You know what I mean? It just Right. You know, you put some talent in these things, you'll get good laughs. You'll get you'll get yeah. a good response. So yeah. I just think too, it's like all these people, oh bring Carol Burnett and bring Abe go to where it's like the Betty White thing, I think, was lightning in a bottle. It was just magic for that one night because they brought in all this, you know, they brought in all the old cast members. You know there was a, a, a just a vibe there. You know what I mean? There was Why shouldn't it always be people, like that? Well, it should be, but because they it won't up, be. I would, I would much rather watch Carol Burnett than Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber wasn't on that one, though. Why not watch no, an I mean, all-star they, rotating cast no, They continue to bring round. in whoever's the flavor of the month actor With because the they think the they'll month. be funny on it, and they're just never no, funny. No, this is true, and hopefully SNL well, will and learn I their think, lesson. And, and but I think they also... 
they they brought their A game for Betty White. Sad that that was the A game, but it was still funny. But like when they've had um, what's the guy that was on Third Rock? It was in Five Hundred Days of Summer. Um, oh, J- jo- Joseph Gordon Levitt. Joseph Gordon Levitt, who was really game, really eager to do whatever they threw at him, and they gave him nothing. nothing. Yeah, and they uh, do that a lot. They'll bring in talented people, and they just have nothing for them because you know the show's tired. It's just they. Yeah. You know, it's, they're they're stuck they're in their grind. The same skit over and over yeah. again for the yeah. regular cast. Yeah. I mean, How many times have right. we seen "What's Up with That" this year? You know, I mean, that was a skit. that was I that was got introduced we saw that more than once. That got introduced <laughs> this year, and I've already seen it five times. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so what's up with that? I don't. Don't get me started. No, okay. What is up with that? I don't, like I don't want to say. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, before we leave, I of course want to remind you that there's the Crackpot screening on uh, May Crackpot 22nd. Comics, Crackpot yes. Comics. I'm sorry, not to say the Crackpot. Well, no, screening. no. I just want it, you know, in case somebody's tuning in late and they yes. missed the beginning. Crackpot Comics, uh, written, directed, produced by Lon Lopez uh, and and Nate Costa. Well, produced, well, produced, pro- produced, co-written, and well, he worked no, on I, the script a little. Well, story, story by, by story by, and yeah. uh, starring Nate Costa. Nate works hard with a small that but film. crucial. Role played by Derek McCaw, and it would not be the same film without Rick Bretschneider. This is true. This is true. Rick plays customer number four. I think I'm 14. I cry every time I see you. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be at two o'clock at the at the Blue Light Cinemas in Cupertino. Go to CrackpotComics.com for that. But I would also or you mention can, you can buy your tickets here at Elusive Comics. Right. But uh, ten dollars. I was, was going to mention that, of course, then the, the following weekend. Uh, we are appearing at Baycon. Rick and I will be on various panels at Baycon in Santa Clara on Memorial Day weekend. And there is a screening at 7 p.m., right? Mm, no. 6, 6, 6 p.m. On, on Sunday. On Sunday for Baycon. It's Saturday at 7 p.m. at Fanime. Fanime. If you're so going if to you're, Fanime. So if you're not going to go to Baycon, you can still see Crackpot Comics at Fanime. Fanime Con. Is it Fanime it's Con? Fanime Con. I, all my kids just say Fanime. But we want right. you to Your come on the 22nd. 22nd is when we want the fans to come. Because that's when they pay? Well, no, because to get into Baycon, how much do you have to, what's a Baycon uh, I don't know. Badge cost? It depends on whether you do a week, but you're right. It, you know if what you mean? just want to see the movie, yeah, it's cheaper to go just go to the theater, right. and then you'll see it in a real theater environment, right. too. At Baycon, it's not some like hotel viewing Baycon, room. you're going to have a whole but day's worth of entertainment. If you want to attend a live podcast, yes. go to we'll have prizes. We'll have prizes. In we'll fact, I've got, a, I got a prize and, today. Uh, we'll have ribbon badges. I Whoa. Just, Way I just, to sweeten the pot. I just ordered new ribbon badges. <laughs> and Derek will give you a massage. Yeah, he will. Probably. I'm going to say something, though. Michael's much better. It's true. This is true. It's true. I will not be there, but it is true. But it is true. So you know, you got to come down to Elusive on a night that Michael shows up. You know, maybe maybe he'll unflex his fingers. Perhaps. I don't want to know. If you're Perhaps. Anyway, uh, that's Tim, all. Tim's, I, Tim's imaginary you, girlfriend just walked oh, in. Oh, really? That's what she just, Oh, my God. Can I, can I, add, um, I add a touch wow, of... Wow, so is this some sort of sorority prank? Wanna, no, <laughs> moving right along. Yes. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, want to tell Michael how, indeed, oh, to go back Marvel in time... You say Marvel continuity is hard. Yeah, I know. Good sin continuity is like, very difficult. Just got to follow it. Let's retcon him. Okay, subtext. Uh, backstory. And uh, I'll tell you the backstory later. Uh, so you write into editor at fanboyplanet.com or sandpaper at fanboyplanet.com. Uh, so uh, until next time, I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. Uh, Lon Lopez. Michael Goodson, I love people. Yeah. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder inviting you to use your powers only for good.
dragons! And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. You got down in funky? Uh, something like that. They're the same price, but haven't gone up there about two bucks. Hmm. Is there uh, anything movie news? I haven't been on the rags this week, so. The rags? Right. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Been on the rags? I teach you the girls school. Don't use that phrase. Well, okay. I haven't, I haven't checked the rags this week. How's that? No, I'm still kind of uncomfortable. You know what I'm talking about. I do. Okay. Trying to think if there's anything. We could talk about Iron Man. We can talk about how Lost is completely oh, yeah, I'd love to hear went you down guys. the toilet. Let's see. I haven't, have I watched this week? I haven't watched this week. You didn't week. watch last a night? Of, a lot of people I did upset. not watch last a night. A lot of people are upset today. Yeah, Lost took a giant steaming pile of crap yeah, last night. That's what I'm hearing. Hmm. Yeah, we did talk a lot about Lost last week. Maybe we should wait. We did? Yeah. Well, we don't have to. I mean, if, you have, yeah. if you're not up on it, there's no I'm reason to talk about it. it. That's yeah. the real reason. Yeah. What? What was that twitch in your eye? Are you tired? You yeah. seem tired. Oh, Human Target got renewed today. Really? Oh, good. Yes. That's good news. Someday I'll start watching that show again. I would just like them to have a... I'm not caught up on it, but... Um, I would I mean, just like I, them to have a permanent night for it, so then I could yeah. just, you I know... I think that's why I'm not... Set my TiVo for it or something, but... TiVo? That's so 2002. It is, actually. I'm, it's all about the Hulu, man. All about the Hulu. The Hulu? I hate watching shit on the line. That's because your computer catches a virus every 30 minutes. This is true, too. But it's also, I just don't like having to sit through the stupid 30-second, you know, Colgate, fresh, you know, whatever, commercial. It's better than if you were watching on regular television. What's that? They're shorter than if you were watching on regular television. I've got TiVo. I've got TiVo, too. but, But when I've forgotten to watch something, I will pay the price of... Absolutely. Hulu. It's better than on demand. Yeah. I find it a lot less annoying than watching things on demand with the, with oh, the little ads. On demand they just would repeat be s- the same damn ad. Yeah. yeah. On demand would be so much cooler if it the interface just works a, a little better. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, people are walking through here pushing your goddamn chair. You know what I'm saying? It's like we teach our, our school kids that. He's, he's a, a grown he, man. He's recording that to later. No, he's there. not. This isn't recording. This is how he gets his outtakes. Oh, wait. It is recording. My headset was down. <laughs> this is how he gets his outtakes. Oh, uh, we should hear. Oh, we should say something really bad about him right now. Uh, well, you know, what? what what's it say bad about Rick, man? Oh, well, the fact that he's a racist. Um, wasn't he a member of, like, the youth Nazi party at one point in time? The Hitler Youth? Hitler um, Youth, no, thank you. actually, uh... You know, what it really there was is. that stuff he did in the Congo no, a couple I mean, years ago. No, I mean, you could ago. take shots at Rick, but in order to take shots, the guy has to have uh, something oh, memorable about his personality. What? Oh, okay. Yeah, so. He's back. He's back. Um, actually, I do have a couple of things. Well, I think it'll be better to just do a couple of surprises live. But So, comics, I, I think we have to talk about Frank Rosetta. Just a brief. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, the uh, Justice League Generation Lost, Return of Bruce Wayne. 
Uh, Century Fallen Sun. In the uh, is that S U N? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> yes. I'm clever. So they um that um Heroes Reborn uh, Nomad is getting her up her own super team. Oh great! Yes, and I want to talk. about Are they called the Young Avengers? No. Oh, I can't remember what they were called, but uh, but Firestar is in there. And Firestar is not a kid. That's stupid. I'm not saying I agree with the idea. Stupid. But you know what's stupider? I'm just a, giving a three ninety nine price tag oh. for a book that they know. I'm just giving Rick more sound bites for this new super team of teen girls. So it's Firestar, Nomad. Uh, oh, in Aranya or oh yeah, that backup has been horrible. They had fire, they had Aranya and uh, oh Nomad. Yeah, yeah. Aranya is such a stupid name. And it was uh, now a year just ago. Call her Spider Chica. A, a year ago, when you were Latino. Yeah, was it, it wasn't a, a stupid ago? name. Uh, just a, just a month ago when you were Latino. Do I have to bring out my good, papers again? Yes. Reinstated. Uh, and then I just wanted to, since I picked it up, and the graphic novel just uh, collect, trade paperback just came out last week, The Stuff of Legends from Third World. Okay. Which I, I wrote, put a review on the site anyway but today. but uh, I shouldn't say this on air. But no, you shouldn't. Because no. Rick will leave it in. He's no, gonna, no, he'll put it in the remix. Although right. I, I only want to edit the – I'm going to Disneyland on Thursday. I'm getting back on Sunday. So my time to edit this is going to be very small. So I'd really like it if I didn't have to edit too much tonight. I know that's a challenge. G-rated. What have we edited before? What do we need Uh, to edit before? Most of you. What? Why are you looking at me? Um, It does remind me, friend. So next week, next Wednesday, is still a week and a half away from Memorial Day from Bacon. Right. So... Um, you and I perhaps could talk about possibly doing a call-in. I think it would be a great time to have Neil Kaplan call in Ooh, because okay. Neil Kaplan is heading a, a radio drama organization of voiceover actors for the USO okay. so that they're sending radio dramas to the troops in Afghanistan and Iran. It would be, be nice to get that before, or Iraq rather, before um, Memorial Day. Okay. Why can't they send Fanboy Planet podcasts? Um, I haven't, you know, actually it's a really weird thing happened. Somebody tried to befriend me on Facebook and I was like racking my brains. Couldn't, there was no friends in common. Couldn't figure it out. That's going around right now. You gotta be careful. No. So I emailed him and I said, I'm sorry, I'm trying to figure out the connection and I, I just have no idea who you are. And I said, I, I'm a fan of Fanboy Planet. <laughs> and so, oh, funny how that actually never occurs to me as a reason why someone would befriend me. <laughs> Nice. So I thanked him and t- accepted his friendship. Who are you? Why are you following me? Well, you told us to write. He said, please. Well, that's good. But I've also heard there's this, there's a lot of like ghost profiles going around right now. And but you can, can always tell. Because if you have no friends in common, and if they have less than Right, but 30, this guy, had no, you had no friend in common with him, right? Right, so I emailed him. Right, so right. that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or I didn't email him. I sent a message, and that's You can safe. always write to him and not yeah, accept them. But I've had, you know, I've had a lot of people... Yeah. So, I mean, I'd, I'd be writing this message, like, you know, two, three times a week. So, it's just lately. I don't, I don't remember having slept with you. So that's the scent of your popularity. Yeah. Maybe that's, that. Wouldn't that be funny if I've been turning down all these Fanboy Planet fans? That's great. Just without writing. I'm just like, I don't know you. Ignore. You know what I mean? Yeah, I always, but that goes right along with your sandpaper personality. They yeah. just come back oh, okay. for more. You're right. So, I think um, maybe... In the podcast, formally, we should say, yeah, Lon doesn't mean to be an a-hole. He just is. He's just, yeah. Well, he's that's just, okay. He's just, he's just he can't paranoid. help it. 
He's just a little paranoid. Yeah. I don't want to say. I don't want to say. I don't want to say. No, you just no. I don't want to friend. I know this is odd to say, but you just sound a little too macho when you do it. I, I don't want to. No, be, no I don't want to be gay. I don't want to gay. I don't want to say. So anyway, let's talk about that. The Colgate inserts that ir- irritate Steve. Really? We're going to talk about this? <laughs> well, because, you know, this That's because he used it in the wrong orifice. But this has been a f- been annoying retailers for some time because this actually, when you put it in, in every book, it increases the weight of shipping. And yes. the retailers have to spend, have to Ooh, pay yes. more for their shipment each week. And it, that's uh, why they're doing it. It potentially distorts the book over time. Yeah. So there you go. Ha. Okay. So what else? Uh, movies. There was Not only movie. that. That thing was actually – is this the one that was on a cardboard insert that ran top to bottom? I don't know. Last week, there was there was a cardboard insert that was stapled into it. Then they had something like this. It was like with that sticky residue glue on mm-hmm. on it in the book. That's so ridiculous. you could get rid of this thing, but you couldn't get rid of the cardboard thing. That's a bummer. So anyway, there was a, a leaked picture of Peter Sarsgaard as Hector Hammond. Was that um, – why can't I think of its freaking name? The Thor villain, the monster, the destroyer, the destroyer. God, my brain. I swear to God, drugs. Old age or drugs? I swear yeah. to God, sleep or both. Um, the Old destroyer. Drugs. Is that a legit pick? Yeah. Okay. Latino review. And so, you did you read my my supposition article? I, yes. I skimmed it. Okay. So I, I don't. I don't agree. They're moving towards Ultron, though. But no, I. T- I don't think they are. Mm. I'm, I was throwing that out there. It'd be awesome. Suggestion. But I doubt it. It was. It would be an awesome suggestion. I'm just saying, if they do. But did you? It's um, like asking Samuel L. Jackson about Nick Fury before anybody else did. If it okay, they do. We need to go into. We need to discuss Iron Man in depth. Iron Man two. Yeah, sure. We can save that for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, then we get. But can we talk about that destroyer though too? Talk about uh, briefly about why Robin Hood sucks. And uh, then TV. I got a couple TV things that I don't think you know about, so I want to surprise you with them. Okay. Because I think you'll be pleased by at least one, if not both of them. Okay. Just, is it just me? Or we had, we had a Robin Hood movie every three years. I think it's like every ten years. Uh, it's not when was the one. last Robin Hood movie? Wasn't there, okay, when was the Kevin Costner one? 1991. That, one, that long ago? Yeah. Okay, so maybe it's maybe more. Yeah. Well, that was ten it's, years It's ago. still too often. You've probably been watching Men in Tights like every two, three years. No, was there Possibly. like a was there a sci-fi oh, channel? Oh, no, it was one? the Robin Hood. There was the BBC one that I came out. There's yeah. been two BBC series since, yeah. yes. And then there was also a King Arthur. Yeah. With Clive with the, Owen. With the, same, with the same concept of with the whole Ivanhoe is, and everything. No, no, no. Taking it back. No. I, it was like no, a prequel. No, I, yeah, let me, just, let me just rip into Robin Hood on the podcast. Okay. May I? May I spoil it? You have my permission. Thank you. Don't make such an impassioned plea. Just do it. No, because I, I, I really... There are things I liked about it, but there's so much about it that I really hated okay. <laughs> that I just feel like I have to just let it out. Okay. okay. Can we hold <coughs> on yeah. maybe five more minutes until the Rugrats leave? Just seems that... Is he bothering you? I just think... It seems like a quiet, well-behaved kid with a lion on his head. It's a leopard. It's a you know feline beast stuffed. It, it's um, really Anna that's the problem. But I mean, it's kind of she's one not going to leave. No, but it's the <laughs> agitation of the right, right. It's almost like agitating the molecules. Yeah, I understand. That's how we create heat. Yes, he's the moat in Lon's hyperbaric chamber. Oh. Chase so, that moat. So you, we got enough then, right? I think we've got plenty. Okay. Tim just looked at me fondly. Did you see that? Not no. yet. Not yet. 
Okay. Okay. Are, are this way we don't see. This way we don't have to shush everybody. So that's good. That's right. Okay. You could. I just didn't want to shush. You still can. I don't want to shush. <laughs> we got got everybody from okay. Pee-wee's Playhouse coming in. Really? Hey, Couchy. Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yes. They always come in the half door that's yeah. open. I think it's funny that we went from the peanut gallery to Pee-wee's Playhouse. That's Do you have funny. any issues this week you'd like to talk about, Tim? Just, just the big Frank Rosetta on Monday. Yeah. 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 Tim sounded wounded. So right if, there. You'd like to, if you'd like to so sit somehow down and somehow say Tim, something Tim about Tim cut it. the power there for a second. Uh, yeah. Stomp. Yeah. Stomp. Tokyo. What other, I'm trying to go. Wadzilla. Any Timzilla. Other, any other newsy news? You're stuff? welcome, Wadzilla. Um, I think we got a lot. <laughs> oh, God bless you! And wow, I don't want to see you put that shirt down. It's going to stick to your chest. Oh, God! It was it was the sensation. I was letting it ride through. Sure. Are you ready to go? It's fine. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I don't have an opening. You don't have an opening. <clears throat> Something. Ooh, can we discuss the Betty White SNL? Yes. Why not? Because she did we all watch that? Yes. See, that's something we could talk about. Yes. Was she hilarious? I missed it. She was. I excellent. thought it was pretty damn funny. Yeah. I especially like the muffin sketch. Yes. I thought. Yeah. Well, we could talk about it on air. Can okay. I say you like dusty muffins? <laughs> I guess you'd you'd probably say no. Finished. Remember what he said? At the end of a day of baking dusty muffins. Here, big dusty muffin. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> God, I don't have any. Let me think. Let me think. Um, Stud muffin. You want to say something about our own Betty White? Or? No, I was going to make a him, him yeah. old Betty White reference, but... Uh, first, Betty White's first uh, real... Uh, no. no, no, don't don't interfere with Mr. Lopez while he's trying to make his art. I understand. I'm trying to feed him I stuff know, to reject I know, so he finally gets to no, something. I see. Well, that's a good. I <laughs> see the ploy. That's it's like when we go out for a restaurant. <laughs> I can't. Where you guys pick? Uh, no, actually, we can no, wait because no. Goodson's about to walk in. <laughs> I heard a laugh from Atherton. Atherton, isn't that in Greece? No, I'm kidding. I know. It's yes. Not. Yes, I was praying at one of the temples in Atherton. You pray? Only when it really matters. Only on helpless creatures. Um, I God, I got nothing. Uh, what else, what's come, uh, any movies coming out besides how about, Robin? How about just your good friend? My special friend. Oh, oh, damn it. You've given him some kind of inspiration, and now I'm bothered. Are you recording? Not really. We're, officially. we're almost recording. No. I'm just Long chewing my chewing gum. gum. Can I have that mic? Perhaps a set of headphones, gentlemen? Should there be a Your secret call. vote? Secret vote. What? You know I'm an includer. I know you are. It's my fault. <laughs> True. All right, but the first disparage you mark, you're out. Here's here's the uh, here's the big deal, though. I don't have a lot of time to edit this week. Okay, I, I'm as quiet as a church mouse. Uh, you don't have to acknowledge me. 
strictly here as a... I don't want to listen to any of these people, so I want to put on headphones and just listen to you. Are you just right. going to listen? Yes. Okay, great. Well, yeah. Hey, yeah, you see how it is. All right. Who's got my back, though? I think it's better to give him a mic than he doesn't show up in the background. Whatever. Okay. All right. Since we're not recording, I love you, Derek. I know. It's still going to make it to the outtakes. I love you. Okay. Just happy to be here. I'm flashing back to a... I don't have to be home till like 9 o'clock. Let's do this. Okay. You buying dinner? Fantastic. Okay, here we go. No. 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 You've never taken this long to come up. Oh, I thought we were waiting to get him. Okay, are you ready? Sure. Okay. Church voice. Is he going to chew gum the entire podcast? Isn't that a foul? (laughs) I mean, I don't want to start trouble now, but isn't that a foul? As soon as you I will be giving him a detention later. Okay. When you can hear your own gum smacking, the mics are live. <laughs> Listen up, fanboys. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. <laughs>